Here you are at Deep Focus. It's Monday, October 2nd, 2017. Reggie Sylvester in the studio. And this was something that well, Reggie, Reggie is one of the most dedicated listeners I know in New York. And I know a lot of the people that are listening intently to this music. Reggie is always on it. Reggie, I was so looking forward to having him on this show. And, um, you know, I think I've said this before. The thing I'm looking for in a guest is somebody with what we call big ears. Somebody who really listens. I've had conversations with Reggie about shows that he and I were both at 20 years ago. And he remembers, like, every solo, inside out, what happened. The man is a phenomenon. And he had a passion to do this. So, um, and and I, uh, I adored Burn Nicks, too. So this is really a treat. This is part two of three. If you didn't hear part one, you might want to go check that one out. And uh, But uh, by all means, if you dig it, listen to all three of them. And go to the Deep Focus podcast. Hundreds of episodes waiting for you. Here's part two. Reggie Sylvester on the topic of Burn Nicks. Exhibition Festival. Um and and then some of the meetings that Patricia had, um, but um, yeah, it was um, Vision Festival 2013. You're listening to WKCR FM New York. The show's called Deep Focus. I'm Mitch Goldman. Reggie Sylvester is my guest, and the Deep Focus is on the magnificent guitarist, composer, band leader inspirational figure burn nicks and uh reggie you're just uh very fortunate i think to to have gotten to spend all this time working with burn but i know you also gave as good as you got i know that so uh let's go back to the vision festival and um here's some music wkcr deep focus
You could stand up and cheer. Just because you're, well, I guess I'll say I wouldn't recommend it if you're in your car right now. But if you're home, you could stand up and cheer. That was Burn Nick's Quartet. And uh, obviously a live recording. That was at the Vision Festival 2013. You're listening to WKCR. My name is Mitch Goldman. And we call this show Deep Focus. Reggie Sylvester's here in the studio. Thank you. We've been talking about uh, with Reggie about Burn Nick's Quartet, and we are now joined by the bassist who's been was on that recording, and we've been talking about you behind your back. I hope you don't mind. Oh yes. <laughs> We're joined oh. by Francois Griot. No bad things. Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, when you say no bad things, uh, no bad things. No, no bad things. Partner in crime here. We had such a great, we had such a great time. So you've been playing the division for I didn't even know it was recorded to be played on the air. Well, uh, we have. Uh, well, they're rare. I guess there's a lot of things on the air. It's uh, there's dust. There's <laughs> that's true. The humidity. Um, it's uh, it's that is in the WKCR archives. I'm not really? quite sure the source well, of that, but. Yeah. Excellent. I'm, I'm delighted we had the opportunity to play mm-hmm. it. We, um, the last piece of furniture music was the compositional stuff of Burn um, mm-hmm. that people don't, you know, they don't associate that with um, the compositional stuff. But from the record, um, Burn had a piece called Less is More. Right. That, right, um, right. That uh, Francois and Byrne intimately had a, had a lot to. Yeah, we hit it really, really hard on this. The furniture music was, um, I think, it's like a reminiscence of the the Ornit passage of Byrne to to uh, his solo music, and then. Uh, Furniture music is a very uh, transcendent piece that I play. I've been I've played with him for many many years since the time I met him. Uh, we had a trio with Jackson Crawl that fell out, and then Reggie joined us. We kept still playing that music, and we played it until the end of times. I know what you mean. I think about it being reminiscent of uh, music burn made with Ornette, but. I think I think there are lights going on for people all over our audience understanding hearing Byrne as a leader. I think they're getting a very different perspective on who he was as a musician yeah. and how he thought and the kinds of things that were available to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was uh, even just talking about him playing with Ornette. He didn't sound like anybody he didn't think like anybody and he was he was bringing things into that band and that as dense as that music was you could always follow burns lines even if he was way down in the mix he was absolutely created his own space i i can't think of um anybody else who could do that in 
quite that way. Yeah, I don't think Ornett followed Burns' leads when it was sometime maybe appropriate to, mm. like in some type of, you know, like when when we talk about this this tune, furniture music, it was like a sort of a reminiscence of some of the seventies music, something really redundant, where like the bass solo starts and he's just playing that st- strumming chords behind it, mm. nothing is really happening except. And then the thing explodes eventually, which kind of reminds me of Ornett, but I thought that was like something Ornett could have took advantage of, mm. you know, in Burns playing. Well, he's, Burn, yeah. He also, he has such a confidence to allow something to develop and to play very little sometimes absolutely that that whole slack there a lot of times you'd be playing some of the most complex stuff and i would just be playing just laying in like real simple because the whole the whole thing you know having a whole is not just having a lot of um you know a lot of chatter and a lot of clutter you know i mean a lot of a lot of the gigs you know that i did with burn and we started to do gigs as a duo before the, even Jackson Crawl was involved. I remember we did a gig for the Communist Party or some prison party somewhere where it was just the two of us, and it was the first time we met. Wow. And I said, what are we going to play? He said, I don't know. We just, <laughs> we, we're going to play and make the best of it, you know. <laughs> so I think we ended up playing maybe one standard in that gig, but uh, the most of it was like, you know, trying to uh, react to people, you know, um, react to the audience and see how they were and stuff, you know, which was a little tricky things. It was more like a political thing than a musical event. And that was that was the first gig, and it just followed on, you know. And eventually Jackson joined joined us, and the music became a little more, you know, big, wild, you know, yeah, how I'm curious for both you guys how you how you met Burn, how you became part of the group, and how all that happened. You go first. <laughs> how did I meet Burn? That's a good question. Uh, we started to, we started to play together. I mean, I'd been from a, a, a common friend of ours. A friend of his, I guess, and then we we started to actually play a, a club, a, a place on Broadway, in the forties, which was more, mostly like a standard place where you play standard. And even though, even with Jackson Crawl, we actually managed to play real standards. Broadway in the forties. I'm trying to picture what. Uh, it was. What was the name of that place? You know, you know, you take me by surprise. Just <laughs> something. You know. I didn't even have a day to think about it. Anyway, this. yeah. Anyway, we pl- we played standards together. We played with uh, John McLelland, and then uh, we brought him uh, brought him in into that that kind of standards thing with with Burn. And then, but uh, John McLelland was too open, and it was like the music would just like rip open as soon as it started, and it, it went okay. I, mean, I guess we probably didn't get hired, you know, because of a lot of that stuff, but uh, uh, I, I think that's how I got started, and uh, the name of this, this person, 
will come back to me in a minute and I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Reggie, when, how did you, uh, how did you get? Um, meeting, um, I guess it was Vernon back in the Shannon days. Um, oh, wow. Okay, you know, so you, actually, got, you went way back. No, I mean, as far as meeting, and then. Because um, that, that's back to yeah. 70s. Yeah, I mean, back in that, back in the, in that time period, and then I actually saw, well, I saw the group with um, Adrian Velosian and um, what's his name? I'm trying to get the bass, Bill. Um, I saw them a lot at Wetlands. Then I saw the group with Jackson and um, Francois, a couple of places, Local 269 comes to my mind in particular. So like I was, I, I saw in different incarnations. And then I would always see Burn in the Street. I would yes. always, <laughs> yeah, right. That's walking true. up and down 8th Avenue, we would talk yeah. about different things. We would, you know, and um, the um, uh, that would have been 2011. That would have been University of the Streets. Mm. That would have been in November. I was there because I was teaching in a music school and they, the music school went to University of the Streets to see uh, um, another artist, I'll say, and um, a drummerless group. And like with that music school, I would always give them um, my whole weekend. So this weekend, <laughs> this weekend there was uh, the New Life, the um, some New Age festival uptown. So I said, I'm gonna, you know, spend some time for myself so I got to University of the Streets late and I saw Byrne outside um, sitting down saying um, it was with Shana Dahlberger and um, the two of them were outside of University of the Streets and he said my drummer walked off you know and I said oh really oh my god you know so when the band switched over I had played University of the Streets a lot I had a great drum kit and a nice selection of cymbals so um, I just set up the kit. <laughs> I just set up the kit and played, you know. <laughs> and and you know he 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 put some music down next to me, and um, he said um, nostalgia in Times Square, and then Desert Storm. They played. I knew Desert Storm, and um, I just went um, Naomi, which I didn't know what it was. I think that was played. And I played it with Shana Delberger, and it was it was wonderful. I got a chance to play with Bird Nix. And that was November, and it was great. And then afterwards, I didn't hear, you know, I didn't expect, well, this is great, I got a chance to play with Burnix, you know? And then April, I got a call. Well, you know what happened in between, right? We, we do, Shina Dulberger got married, and um, she had a friend named uh, John McLellan, that drummer that we have known with, with Burn and played before with. And then she got married, and she dis she wanted that she wanted a special band, which was Byrne, myself, and John McLellan. And then uh, 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 what happened is Jackson Kroll didn't get the call, and somehow that 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 put kind of a, a trouble inside. It's a little story of nothing, you know. It's kind of a, and then uh, it's kind of a, an underflow, and then uh, so at at that point. 
we needed a new drummer. So what actually happened before you is that Byrne asked me to, what, what drummer do you know? You know, we would get together and it's like, who do you know and stuff? So we'd, we'd get this guy, we'd get this guy, <laughs> we'd get this guy. And then uh, eventually he said, okay, I know a drummer. And that's when he called you. And that's when you came in. Yeah, it was, it, know, was, it, was, it was like a progress from like, you know, not being decided. Because after Jackson Crawl, Jackson Crawl, you have to feel his shoes. He was like a, you know, uh, he was there for years and years. The three of us were like <coughs> locked up and then um, locked in, I guess. <laughs> yeah. We didn't well, get locked well, up. <laughs> that could be. Sorry about that. That's another story. That's a different radio show. <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> that was before the band <laughs> Anyway. So, yeah, make a long story short. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's very, sounds, all sounds very uh, or, organic, yeah, very it, kind of natural. And Reggie was talking, um, before you got here, we were talking about the rehearsals that happened in your house. Mm. And that also just sounded, the whole thing just sounds very. Incredible. To, uh, there's a kind of warmth and that was a, natural that was good, kind of. That was very unusual. We're not a, we weren't a we transfer band, you know, I'll say that again. We weren't. And we rehearsed every week for like three and a half years, two thousand sixteen. Yeah. It was wonderful. Mm. You know, I, I you know, we weren't a we transfer band at all. Um, it's, was, it's yeah. It's in the music. It's in listening it's to in music. music. I mean yeah. I don't know if you guys can Hear it objectively. Hear it objectively. We just, uh, we just yeah, listen. Somehow I do because, like, I was listening today to to uh, some recordings I brought with me tonight, and then I'm listening to it, and I'm like, I'm just back in the kitchen. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, uh, I'm back in there with everybody, and uh, you know, Burn comes early at the rehearsal. Mm. You know, we 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 have a we have a little we have a glass of water or something, and then. Uh, and then the next thing we know, we start to play music, and everybody joins in. And then after the rehearsal, we all stops, and then everything everything is recorded, because I record everything pretty passionately and, and pretty well, I think. And then, uh, uh, so we would listen to this, and then uh, we just like spend like from six in the evening play that to, back. Play to, that to, back. To, uh, to to midnight. You know, it was like, like six hour rehearsal with two hours of music. Yep. And it was always like, oh, play that back, play back. In the, during the rehearsal. And then afterwards, we had to listen to the whole thing again. I mean, we didn't have to, but it was it's like. It was great. And um, so I ended up making food sometime. Oh. I would just cook, cook some food. I'm like, I'm hungry, guys. So I would just make some food and uh, share the food with the guys. So Gumbo. Or sometimes we, we went out to eat, listened to music, and went out to eat. I would take the guys out to. Vietnamese restaurant and stuff, you know, we went to Mies. <laughs> Me. Yeah, yeah. Street, you know. <laughs> Can't believe I didn't run into you there. And, and because there's like, I didn't, I didn't see how else it could go, you know. It had to be like that, yeah. you know. It had to be, it was a very close, uh, it was a very close thing, you know. And when Matt joined in, then we started to do the same thing, you know, as well, you know. Because we were a trio for a while. It's just different, you know. And then, uh, Matt joined in, the music exp exploded sort of at that time, you know. I'm sure. Anyway. Francois Griot is here in the studio. Reggie Sylvester here in the studio. It's uh, You're listening to WKCR FM New York, WKCR HD1, 
maybe wkcr.org. You can tell your friends. Well, Reggie, can you say this? We it's <laughs> public radio. Why not? Um, yeah, yeah. You can tell the folks. You wanna um, everywhere that they um, can find us online. Yes. You wanna um, uh, you wanna go to less is more and then off the record and then we go to the um, sure. How much time do we have now? Well, it's this, eight o'clock. Because the new so tune would be nice to be played. I mean, I, I love less is more. It's a great, great, beautiful. Where whatever uh, whatever you guys think, because the show is called Deep Focus. The Deep Focus is on the magnificent Burn Nicks. Right, it's all about Burn. I mean everything. Yeah. So whatever you guys think, we've got uh, we have a an embarrassment of riches of music here. <laughs> so um, oh wait, I had to call. Is on there? Okay, yeah, right. We go. We, we'll go with that. All right, all right. I Reggie, had to call. Getting... That never got recorded, right? No, this, oh, this one never got this recorded. Is... All right. The three tunes I brought never got recorded. Oh. That was the plan. That was the plan, like a discreet plan. You know, I mean, I produced last records. I put it out. I decided on my own, like nobody wants to uh, to take burn on. I will. And then I produced the record. I mean, produced, you know, it's a, it's a lot of words for one person. But And then uh, I intended to do the same thing with this music because I'm like, nobody's interested, so I'll put it out myself. Well, it's it is a labor of love. I sold many love. records. I and I, I, I didn't make any money. I just I just got enough money to reprint. That's basically the the idea. So I figured, you know, we'll just do another one and uh, keep doing the same. Well, thing. after people hear this, <laughs> their interest is going to go up because, in oh, my yeah, so. in my opinion, this was so. this was not burn stuff was not hard enough. Um, it, it is. It is so. It's. It's. We thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to be able to. Oh man, come on. Play this. Well, let me. Um, let me just take a little moment to say. Um, so we're going to play something you've never heard, but um, not too different from this album that I'm holding in my hands. Beautiful album, uh, Burn Nicks Quartet, Negative Capability, and this is on, we're talking about the kitchen on West 56th Street. I love this. The name of the label is 56 Kitchen Records. I wonder where you got that one. And so this is Francois Griot's Labor of Love, and it's uh, really a beautiful album, uh, fantastic recording made at Tedesco, Tom Tedesco Studio. Oh, that day, yeah. And yes. um, once again, the group, in addition to my guests, Francois and Reggie, uh, great Matt Lavelle on trumpet and alto clarinet, and Burn Nix leading the group on guitar. Hello, Matt. And um, this uh, really beautiful photography and a little bit of uh, some notes from Burn. And I'm not going to, I'm going to leave it a surprise to tell you. You're going to have to, you're going to have to make an investment to find out where the name Negative Capability comes from. CD Baby. <laughs> CD Baby, available on CD Baby. Where else can people find this if they... iTunes, CD Baby, you know, the usual. Burn Nick's Quartet. Yeah. Um, and look at this right here. You're, you put your phone home phone number and your email address. Should we announce that? Sure, I find you? Yeah, I mean, I love to get emails. Yeah, so send an uh, <laughs> email to Francois Griot, F... Francois, Griot, G-R-I-L-L-O-T, 
at earthlink.net. F. Leo at earthlink.net. Where do, if people want to find out what you guys are doing, what's the best way to stay on top of that? Um, we're doing different we're doing different things um what do you is it facebook or is facebook, it facebook yeah. Is, yeah. facebook is is is, is really um really the 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 best way under your name and, and we, your we name. get more support on facebook matt matt is a big part of that at level is a big part of uh, promoting what we've done with with Baron and then uh you know Anterior, posterior, you know, what happened with, with Bern, uh, no, I think that would be uh, my first choice, yeah. For okay. Bern Nicks on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, take a uh, friend them up and find out what's what these guys are doing and um, check out Negative Capability, this album that came out on 56 Kitchen Records, Bern Nicks Quartet. But um, kind of making it sound like we're uh, cutting out. We're not cutting out. Mm. We're mm. in it, man. Mm. We are deep in it. So this is another recording, and maybe there's some people who have negative capability and are going to be very thrilled to find out that there could be more. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are we going to hear? I had to call. No, um, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Now you got. I tried to call. I tried tried to call. call. Of of, of species. You got very excited when you saw that handwritten. Yeah. Yeah. Because this was the stuff that. that I'm sorry. I I wrote it down, but I don't see it from here. No, it's Um, it's in the machine. I tried to call, and um, beautiful piece of music. That's the new music from Burn. You'll 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 hear it. All right. Here we go. Um, Very. Sad to uh, not have Burn Nix here. He was a <sighs> great guest, great guest no. in the studio. He's, and he was a great ge- great talker. Yeah, oh yeah. You could have him in the studio for six hours. You know, get yeah. Once you get him started. Goodness gracious. And, um, but, so it's, I was saying it's a little, little bittersweet, but I'm so glad you guys are here. And I'm thrilled. This is music I've never heard from Burn Nix Quartet, Deep Focus on WKCR.
Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, that's what the burn says pretty much at the end of everything. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that is a recording you've never heard of Burn Nix Quartet. We are in deep focus on Burn Nix. Very happy to have here in the studio Reggie Sylvester, who played drums on that recording, and Francois Griot, who was uh, playing bass and made that, engineered that recording as well. Mm-hmm. And... Um, this, uh, I, I, I don't know if I would say this if I didn't know, but I think I would. I'm hearing it, the kitchen. I'm feeling the warmth. I'm, I'm smelling a little gumbo cooking. Yeah. It's got a very kind of, there's a family kind tonic of Tonic water. Very... Yes, I, I don't drink. It's tonic water. <laughs> the tonic water. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was great. That is not, I don't know, I don't know what people think happens behind the veil. Mm -hmm. The making of a band, rehearsing, Reggie was talking earlier about a lot of the time these days people just trade some files digitally and that's, you know, things come. But two rehearsals and we have a gig. What kind (laughs) of, well, I don't want to say that, but. But here, you guys. We've been talking for a couple hours, Reggie, about, among other things, these kitchen rehearsals, rehearsal sessions, and there it was. And I was expecting, I wasn't expecting to hear it at all, and if I did, I would have thought it sounded like it was, you know, recorded with someone's phone or something, and that was a yeah. really... Mm. We, we would just get it on, and Byrne would call the tune, and then uh, we would... Play the tune, but no, no, uh, no, more than this, <coughs> uh, Bern would introduce the tune, and often we'd never start it again. We'd just keep playing until it got well, until it got better, until it got good. And uh, it's just the way, the, the, the way we did with Bern, and then... Uh, Let me ask you, as a as yeah, a band leader, did he tell you, "I want you to do this" or "I don't want you to do that"? No, it ever, just ever, never, ever, never. You were, you were pretty much free to do yeah, what you wanted. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, you have I to mean, come in compliance. Sometimes you, you, if you didn't do something in compliance, that you would know, but. Most often, chatter, 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 which is playing <laughs> too much, and that was once I, I knew it when he said chatter, chatter, chatter. <laughs> but that was rare, you know. And I just had to keep my volume down. I, I remember that one time I did that this really good solo, and you, I mean, we, we, I mean, it was a killer kick. At, excuse my language. <laughs> Go ahead. It, it was, you know, it was, it was a killer solo. But I was increasing the volume, and I was changing sticks, and I went into sticks and stuff. I said, "This is this is." Too loud! You cannot, you cannot, you cannot be in my house being too loud like this. You know, I mean, so once in a while, yeah. I mean, I think maybe four times, three, three times over five years, you know. But it was, it was really, it was. We had a, we had a real chance to express ourselves within those compositions. There was a lot of freedom, and, and often there was no charts. Right. You know, there was like you. You had to figure it out, you know. 
even with Matt, you know, I, I had to call Matt today, Matt Lavelle, yeah. we're talking about. And then uh, uh, I called Matt today and I said, what's the name of that tune? <laughs> because a lot of the time we would just play tunes by here. And he, he would just start it most of the time. So I didn't have to know the name of it or anything. I, I heard, I was like, okay. You mm-hmm. know, I didn't know to know the name, you know. And then uh, today I was like, oh, wait, I'm going into, a, 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 I'm going to kiss the ER, you know, I better, I better know the name of the tune. So I'm bringing <laughs> And then, uh, so I called Matt and I said, so I played him live, the, the recording, you yeah. know, the stuff that I was mixing and all. And I said, what is that? And he was like, I think for this, that tune and stuff. Because I have a few charts, but I don't have all the charts of all the tunes. Because most of the charts, most of the tunes were not charted, which was just fine. I mean, they didn't need to. You know, it's like we were a group. Mm-hmm. It was not like a, a, a choral right. band, you know. It wasn't like a different drummer every time or something, you know. It was like the same people every time. Every so time. Everybody knew the tunes. You heard that. You were like, you know, and then you go on, and then uh, well, I called Matt today, and I was like, oh, I was reassured. At least somebody really could, you know, <laughs> tell me what the name of the tune was. But I, I mean, you know, so that was, that was the way it's, in the rehearsal. It was pretty loose, you know, in terms like you, we played the music, and often we played the tune twice on a roll sometime, but a lot of time we just played it once and made the best of it, you know. Did he, uh, you ever talk to him about where these tunes came from? Or were they just spontaneous things that emerged in him? Or did he have a more kind of... Less is more was about his friend. Um, less. Uh, yes, less. Yeah, less is more. Less was about Leslie. Less, le- less, less is more less, was, 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 was about Leslie. Okay. Was about his friend, was about his friend Less. Um... Yeah, they were different. Uh, that that tune it was it was about a specific. We 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 you know you know the thing is like I was almost afraid to talk about music with with Burn, not really because you know we were kind of like you know we would play standards and we knew we were playing the same thing. So I'm like okay, we're pretty much educated in one 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 way, but then in the same time it's like when it came to personal stuff, I didn't mm. want to say. Oh, what scale do you play there? Yeah. What blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, you don't do that, you know. You figure yeah. it out yourself if you want to know it, you know. Yeah. So I, we never really went too deep into this because the understanding is like, our melodic, yeah, our melodic is, is a big word, pretty much, you know. And then we, we, you know, some people use it, some people don't, but... Uh, we play some people use, use it to confuse other people. That <laughs> <laughs> too. So we just play with Burn. It was just a question of you know playing the music and making it right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You you hear it and you you know. Yeah. It's like you know when I was playing with Burn, I could play a duo, trio, quartet, something. Burn was always the center, Burn. the centerpiece. You know, it's like. I'm playing Burn with Burn. Center, no the matter. other guys better do what I'm doing because you know I'm playing with Burn. That's that's what it is, you know. Yeah. You don't you don't go play with Coltrane to play with Sony, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what you do? Is <laughs> Burn. That's a bad. That's a comparison. <laughs> I like what you're saying. Never mind. <laughs> but you, Reggie, you have a, a thought. Burn was always the center of it, you know, whether he was soloing or not. So it it's. 
it's difficult to really it's difficult to really do do it with 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 Burn not being here. It's difficult. You can't. You, you, I, I see your face right here. It's we we got to find a guitar player that can play with like Burn. That is part two. Once again, October 2nd, 2017, Reggie Sylvester in the studio with me. A deep focus on Burn Nix. B-E-R-N-N-I-X. Not a really deep discography of recordings of Burn as a leader, but everything he did is well worth checking out. By all means, listen to the work that he did with Ornette Coleman in primetime that moved the earth. Still still doing it, even though both those guys are sadly gone now. It's just such a delight to hear them play together. Find us on the Deep Focus podcast. Find us on Instagram, Deep Focus podcast, deep underscore focus underscore podcast at Instagram. Good place to get in touch with us, find out what's coming up. Uh, All right, go check out part three of this one. See you over there.